Welcome to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast with me, Kaylee Boisvert. I specialize in helping people to achieve their financial goals. I have a love for all things numbers, and I am passionate about financial literacy. My goal is to spark healthy and positive conversations around wealth and investment and create a world where nobody is limited by their financial situation. But wealth is just one piece in the equation of living our best lives. So join me as we explore both wealth and wellness topics. From your net worth to your self-worth, get ready to take confident action. Hello, this is Kaylee, and thank you for tuning in to the Wealth and Wellness Podcast. Um, Today, we have a very special episode. So we're in February, the month of Valentine's Day. So we're talking a very love-related topic today. I'm very excited. Um, I am joined by special guest, Lauren Zoller. Lauren is a CTA, Certified Relationship Coach motivational speaker and podcast host. She achieved overwhelming success in helping high performing female executives attract a dream relationship and life they crave. She is the creator of the Aligned Love Experience, a cutting edge coaching program that teaches women how to attract love and the founder and host of the Balanced Boss podcast, a show that interviews high achievers who are following their dreams and staying healthy in the process. Yay. I'm so excited to have you here, Lauren. And I was listening to an interview you were doing. And when I heard that, um, that focus on these high-performing women, I was like, yes, I need to have you on because (laughs) I get to work with these women as well. And it's on like their, the wealth management side and um, investing in financial planning. And there's, there's so many of these successful women. And for the most part, there's so many, so many of them are single. And I'm in my own head, I'm like, what's going on? I'm, I'm like, if I started a side business, I feel like I'd have a really successful like matchmaking company or something like that. Um, so I'm so excited. Cause I think that's, that's such an, an interesting, um, point of view and probably, yeah, a conversation that we should be having about, you know, these high performing women and, and maybe some of the challenges they're experiencing and finding love. Um, so just to start off, can you tell us a little bit about what brought you um, to the work you do today as a relationship coach? Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of a fun story. And I love that you spoke so freely about how you have so many clients who really, you wonder, right? Like they're high performing, they're successful women. Why are they single? Right. And that's my story. Like that really is the root of my story. So I started my coaching practice about eight and a half years ago. Prior to being a coach, I was still an entrepreneur prior to being an entrepreneur. I was in the corporate world. So I was always in a space of high achievement. I owned a yoga studio before I took my coaching practice full-time. And when I started in the coaching business, I was coaching business coaching. So I was coaching other coaches and consultants on how to launch and scale their online businesses with impact. And about four and a half to five years into my business, I had massive success, right? Like I had, I had worked to the point where on paper, everything looked as though my business was running smoothly. It was making the money it needed to make. We were making the impact that we needed to make out into the coaching world. But I woke up one morning and I was, I had this like aha moment where I felt 
completely unfulfilled. It was like success just really didn't feel like I thought it would even, even though it was on paper, like my bank account was showing it, but I didn't feel that internally. And then to piggyback on that, at that time, I was running my business pretty much solo at that point. I think I had an assistant at the time and we had done our best month to date in the business. We had cleared like close to an $80,000 month, which was really big for me at that time. And I was dating a man who I had been seriously seeing for about a year and a half. And I remember, I mean, it literally happened in a matter of 11 hours. I went to bed that night in this relationship with this man. I thought, you know, this is it. And I remember like having this internal celebration with myself because I just had the best month to date, right. In my business, I literally went to bed and I woke up the next morning and it all changed. I had a text from the man I was seeing who at the time was very well known in the community. He also himself was a high achiever. And I got a text from his sister that he was heading into rehab for alcohol addiction. And in that same bated breath, I got a notification that I was going to be audited by the IRS and that money disappeared. So I was in this space of feeling like, what is this? I have been working my butt off for so long and nothing feels aligned. I've just been hammering so hard and trying to achieve so many things that nothing feels aligned. And so that's what I call my awakening moment. That really was rock bottom for me. You know, (laughs) you would think that I was in the success place, but it really was rock bottom. And that's when I started to do the deep inner healing work. And I started to really dive into myself, really examined my core wounds. What were the limiting beliefs that were leading me to this space of feeling like I needed to achieve and be seen certain ways out in the world? Um, Did a lot of somatic healing. I did a lot of really tapping into masculine and feminine polarity and really just examined like this person that I am, where did she come from? Because she wasn't in a space where she felt worthy of receiving deep alignment and deep love. So over about a year and a half time of really doing the deep healing work, I made some massive shifts in my life. And at that point in time, when I really honored my worth, I then attracted what I call an aligned relationship with a man who was conscious, right? So I started to consciously date, attracted an aligned relationship, completely pivoted my business, took my business coaching practice, hired a master coach to take it over because it was in alignment with what she really wanted to do and serve. And then I devoted myself. I had an aha moment of who do I want to serve? And so now I serve women who were in that exact same spot that I was in right before I had my awakening. So I help women find aligned love and really get to the root of their worth, get to the root of what are these core wounds and subconscious thought patterns that are playing out in your life How are they keeping you from full alignment everywhere? Right. So that's my story and kind of how I've transitioned into love and relationship coaching. It was, it was definitely a journey. I didn't just wake up one morning and be like, I think I'm going to serve women and help them find aligned partnership. (laughs) 
So that's kind of the story behind it. I love that. And thank you for sharing your story too. It's just, I mean, to share that it's very vulnerable, but I think some women, you know, we can relate to that, like having those moments where it's, we feel we have it all and the things we wanted, okay, they're there, but you're right. It's that like fulfillment piece still is missing. Mm -hmm. And that's why having this podcast, I talk about kind of the wealth and wellness piece. Cause it's like your self-worth and your net worth. You could have, you can have the net worth, but if you don't have that other piece, you don't have that full like joy and fulfillment that could, that could be brought to your life by that. So I love sharing that. And I love that that's what brought you to doing the work you do today. Cause I think there is such a need for it. Um, like, cause I think sometimes when it's like, we're doing all, we have it all on the outside, everyone thinks we're, we're fine then too. And it's like, things are good. We don't need a, a man in our lives. And it's not saying we need, no one needs to be in a relationship, but that, that want or to find that right partner, which is yeah. Too. Yeah. And in true alignment, like a true aligned relationship is part of your evolution. You know, I mean, I was in that same boat, like works first works, my works, my baby work is my relationship, right? Like it was my identifier Yeah, and that's, it really, it can be that like you can have your mark on the world, but true aligned partnership when you're in an aligned relationship with a conscious partner, it, it helps you become this full version of yourself in a way that I'm not saying you can't do it outside of partnership. You absolutely can. I had to get to that place first in order to enter into a relationship, but it's just this beautiful marriage of helping you continue to uncover and heal the parts of yourself that are keeping you from being whole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then you can up, uplift each other and, and have that success too. So what would you say are some of the biggest struggles um, for high-performing females when it comes to love and dating? Ooh, that's a, that's a long list, but what I, what I tend to see and kind of where I was operating when I was in that space is that they, they kind of fall into three buckets the women that I, that I really help fall into three buckets. The first bucket is that they're not dating at all because they feel like it's, it's too much, right? Like it's another thing that they have to add to the list that they have to check off. It feels like another achievement piece, right? So we see that all the time with women who are high achievers, because it's like, okay, I know me, I used to schedule my time to swipe on dating apps, (laughs) Like it was in my calendar, which is ridiculous. And I would also schedule my dates. Like I'm like, okay, Tuesday night and Thursday night are open. I will have dates on Tuesday and Thursday, but the rest of the week I have to get X, Y, and Z done so that I can move the business forward. Right. So it was all revolving around my business. That's the first challenge I usually see. The second is that I have a lot of high achieving women who are out in the dating world, but they're attracting red flags and they tend to hang out and date and stay in the red flag position, right? So for me, I attracted a lot of men that needed rescuing. My kind of my golden ticket was addicts. Like if they were addicted to something, they would find me. (laughs) And I see that a lot with high achieving women because they feel the need to rescue, right? Because we're so used to achieving that if we can rescue in relationship, it validates our worth and then we feel good. And then the third bucket that I usually see with, with high-performing women is women who are actually attracting aligned partners, but they're pushing men away, right? So they get into a partnership with someone, but there's something about themselves 
that is not fulfilled internally that then has the guy run for the hills, right? Because he doesn't, he doesn't feel that security from her. So most of the women that I work with fall in one of those three buckets, right? They're either not dating because they can't figure out how to fit it in. They're attracting red flags or they're in the space of pushing men away when they do come in. Yeah. I like the first bucket. It made me laugh. Cause I'm like, that's me. I'm a financial <laughs> advisor. So I'm like return on investment. And I'm like, mm, my time is better spent elsewhere. I'll do, you know, these tasks instead. So that's funny. Yeah. 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 It's a big one. I mean, it's when you're so work driven and you're kind of held to a schedule, it feels like it's another thing sometimes that you have to schedule. And when you do the work to really dissect why you're showing up that way and what the beliefs are around putting yourself out into the world, because it's a deep, there's a deep belief that's keeping you. And it's a false limiting belief that's keeping you from putting yourself out there. You'll recognize that you're actually, you're never going to attract anyone if you continue to operate from that space. Yeah, absolutely. And for the red flags one, like that seems common too. like, I hear a lot of women kind of say, you know, those characteristics, it's almost like on repeat, they keep bringing in these men. So is there like, if that's popping up, is there ideas for how women can break that cycle? Like what they can do? Cause that is one that comes up, I think a lot too. Yeah. Um, so this is a hard one because if you're attracting red flags, that means that you yourself, the way the relationship that you have with yourself is a red flag, right? Like there's something going on internally that is not being addressed and fixed. So an example of this, right, would be me. I attracted addicts all the time. Like I can't even tell you how many alcoholics I dated. They were just attracted to me like a magnet. And what we know about alcoholics is that they use an external vice such as alcohol or some sort of other addiction to numb out and prove their worth. So it's like, if I go and I drink a bottle of booze, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel like I am worthy of receiving. Right. I, I remember I used, I had a boyfriend that used to tell me, well, I'm just not fun unless I drink. Right. So when he drank, it validated his worth that he was a fun person, but he didn't feel that outside of alcohol. Well, if I really, when I started to do the work and I ripped back the veil, I recognized that I myself didn't feel innately worthy of receiving love. And when I would enter into relationship with a man, it would then validate my inner worth, right? So my worth was dependent on something external outside of myself, just like the addict's worth was dependent on something external outside of themselves. So I was a mirror. I was yes, directly yeah. attracting a version of myself in another human being. So when I have women that come through my practice who are in this space of continually attracting red flags, the first thing I do is tell them, A, immediately get out of whatever relationship you're in that feels toxic, okay. even if it's a friendship right? Like get yourself out of a, of a friendship that feels toxic, any relationship that doesn't feel good, get out of it. And then the next thing you need to do is you need to ask yourself the question, what are these relationships? How are they a reflection of the way I view myself? Because the answer to that question 
is where the healing lies, right? Like that's the open gaping core wound that needs to be healed so that you can start attracting differently. Yeah. Yeah. Not keep bringing that mirroring to you, but it's like, it sounds, it's pretty deep too. Like it's probably, you know, going to take some time or work to, to, it might not just be as obvious as we would think. No. I mean, me getting to that realization took years, right? A lot of work with a coach. And that's, that's the whole basis of my practice is getting you to the root of those core wounds so that you can start attracting differently. But we don't have, you know, it's not done in one session. I work yeah. with my clients for three to six months at a time, right? Like it's, it's an intensive process that you really have to commit yourself to because if you don't commit yourself, then you're going to continue to stay in the same patterns of attracting yeah. the men that you've been attracting. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't be in that bucket one and be like, oh, I don't have it in my schedule. So we have to <laughs> get out of that. Um, what about during a dating during COVID? So, I mean, we're still kind of in like in Canada, we still have a lot of lockdowns going on. So is that possible? Is there any sort of tips you can share with listeners on what's that, what that's looked like? Yeah. Um, so actually I think that dating during COVID has been a blessing of sorts, because I have a lot of uh, affiliations with different dating apps and matchmakers and partnerships with, you know, ways to get people to find align love with one another. And it's caused people, it's funny because I have my own podcast. Um, and I interviewed this woman, Dr. Kelly Goldsmith on the podcast, talking about the whole, and I promise this is going to make sense in a second, but she's, she's actually a, um, a psychotherapist that looks at, she examined the whole toilet paper crisis, right? Where the toilet paper, like everybody ran to to the grocery store and grabbed the toilet papers off the shelves when COVID hit. And I look at dating very similarly in the same light, because what she's found out through her research is that if they just made an announcement that toilet paper was gone, right? People actually would just figure out a different way to, to wipe themselves, right? Like they would figure out, they would be resourceful. Yes. Well, in a way, and her research has shown it, that if you actually want to eliminate scarcity mentality, tell people that it's gone so that they can become resourceful. Well, with dating, that's basically what happened during COVID, right? Like we weren't allowed to be in physical partnership with each other. Yes. Because yeah, of the so way that gone. COVID, so it's gone. So yeah. people- started to get super resourceful. So there's so many different avenues. I was just on the phone with a new company that's in the beta stage. They just launched this new dating app where it's video speed dating. So yeah. So you actually show up and you know, it's, they offer it three, three times a week and people can sign up for the app and you'll show up and you have 10 minutes with a person and then the screen flips and you're into your next person. And then after you're done with your hour of speed dating on a video app, you can rate the people that you matched with. And if it was a strong enough connection, you can then message them to go on a different video date outside of the app. And I was like, wow, like it's brilliant. It's brilliant. And people are able now to meet in a different fashion that they weren't able to do when COVID wasn't here. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember like it's really easy to be in the limiting mindset that it's COVID and I can't date and I have to be like holed up in my house and there's nobody out there for me. 
there's avenues. You just have to switch your, your script so that you can allow those things to come in and step into continuing to date. Yes. I love that. And that sounds like a brilliant idea, right? Like, no. cause it takes the whole, like having to go there and you like actually, yeah. Cause I find like these virtual meetings actually bring, um, people that are more introverted or less comfortable with that. It, it, it is helpful. So you're right. It's maybe people that were more hesitant to date or maybe dating more, or it's easier to be virtual and they feel, you know, safe meeting a brand new person for the first time, if it's just over the computer. And, and so, yeah, you're right. It's just yeah. a different take on it. Right. Um, what else did I want to elaborate on? Um, so th- we talked about the inner work and you say a lot to do, like, you know, having to do that inner work. Um, so can we elaborate a little bit on that? Um, I know that's probably a lot um, yeah. because it's the, the intensive work you do, but maybe just some of the kind of tips or things that people can look for as maybe signs that some of that inner work might need to happen for themselves. Yeah. I mean, I think, and here's the answer to that. If you are single and you're not happy, like if you have a a track record of attracting a certain type of person, right. Or if you're single and you don't want to be single, the, and you're, but you're not putting yourself out there, right. That's, that's a clue that there's something that there's inner work that needs to be done. Because I always say this, that, An aligned partnership in finding your person has absolutely nothing to do with what you're doing. It has everything to do with who you're being, right? So there are no amount, you could be on every dating app. You could be like me. I was on every dating app known to man. I had hired three matchmakers at that point. I had asked, I had exhausted all of my friends' friends right? Like I was literally out of options. However, I had to have a come to Jesus moment where I was like, okay, what now? And that's the moment that I was like, there's something going on internally because my external view is not matching. Like we're we're incongruent. So I think if you're single and you don't want to be single and you've, you're frustrated or you feel like you don't know what step to take. That is your sign that there is internal healing that needs to be done. Okay. That makes sense. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so some of the kind of things coming up for me now too, when I think of like my own clients and the women I come across again, all very like great women. So I would say to myself, why are these women single? But, um, some of the questions I think people ask themselves is like, are my standards too high? Like, is there such thing as having too high of standards or what would you suggest for someone like that? Yeah. I think again, it's the answer is yes and no. It's kind of a double-edged sword because I, it's funny. And I, um, am, was just writing a post about this this morning, but I was going back through my old journal entries from three, four years ago. And I had, it was literally called my perfection list. And it was a list of absolutely everything that I wanted in a man, right? And I had a coach that had given me, and I like, you know, make a bad face about it now, but I had a coach that had given me that exercise three, four years ago to call in the man that I wanted to do life with, right? Well, what I didn't really tune into in that list was 
how I wanted to feel when that person arrived into my life. Right. And so I think what it comes down to is that it has nothing to do with your standards, right? It has everything to do again. And if you have a standard list, like if you have your perfection list, go back and ask yourself, like, am I actually projecting that which I want to receive from a partner, right? Because chances are you're not. (laughs) I don't have to do these things, but you do. (laughs) You do, right? And it's like, you're never going to attract from that space. No, you're never going to attract from there. So I don't think it's a matter of having too high of standards. I think it's being realistic with your standards and asking yourself, am I actually doing, I mean, and here's a perfect example. I had he has to have a six pack right on my perfection list. And I was like, wait a second, do I have a six pack? Like a no. And B is a six pack even attainable? Like, yeah, if I starve myself and I don't take care of who I am and from the physical presence, I was like, wait a second, but I'm asking that of someone else. That's not realistic because you attract a mirror of who you are internally. So that's kind of my, my two cents on the, on the high standards. I like that. So asking yourself instead, if you're going to make a list like that, you know, how do I want to feel instead and having that be what's guiding you versus yeah. Yeah. The specifics exactly. Cause if we get focused on things like, like money and, Oh, they have to make this much money. It's like, or is it that you want, you know, to travel and you want to make sure that that person can travel with you. And then maybe that's more of what the goal is. So kind of going deeper than those like surface level requirements. Yeah. Well, and it's even, you know, I want him to make a lot of money. Okay. What do you feel as a result of that, like when you make a lot of money, what is the feeling associated with that? Okay. Yeah. Like, does it make you feel secure? Does it make you feel accomplished? Those are words, right. That you can actually attract from like a man who is accomplished or a man who makes you feel secure. Yes. Okay. He can make you feel secure without having that financial abundance. Yes. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Okay. So yeah, it's coming from a place of how you feel. Um, what about women that maybe it's later in life? So maybe they were married and then, you know, divorced and kids are growing up. Like that's another scenario I see. And now it's like kids have left the home and, and they've sort of cut themselves, but they've decided they're not going to date because it's too late maybe. And, mm. and so they're just deciding like, nope, this is the way it's going to be. And in my mind, I'm like, no, it's not too late. It's never too late, but (laughs) what can we say for women like that? Yeah. I think if, you know, it's interesting because I have a a current client right now who she lost her husband, you know, due to cancer, which was a really five years ago, which was a very um, traumatic experience for her. Right. So getting her into the space of being able to date again, was a feat. And I think that the question that it really needs to be asked, if it is someone who's been in a prior relationship, who's in the space of wanting to, and and that's just it, right? There has to be a deep desire for partnership. If there's not a deep desire for partnership, there's nothing wrong with that. I would still question it, right? Like question, you know, what is it that I really want for myself? What am I not choosing partnership because it feels too hard? 
If it feels too hard, then that needs to be examined, right? What about it feels hard, right? So it's like, it's, it's, and I hate this analogy because I think so many coaches use it and I think it's overdone, but the peeling back of the onion, right? There's got to be a deeper questioning around what you really want and what's actually keeping you from putting yourself back in that situation again. Because if you feel like it's too hard or if you're too afraid that you're going to get hurt again, or if you're scared and you have fear around dating because it's been so long, right? Where is that story that you're telling yourself originating from? And can you flip that to a space where you do feel confident and you do feel worthy of putting yourself back out there. So it's kind of, it's a, that's a multi-layered, we could do an entire podcast episode just on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But usually there's some sort of fear and yes. what we know about fear is that it's an invitation to go deeper into yourself, to heal something like there's fear shows up to keep you safe. Okay. I love that. Okay. So if it is fear, cause I think that's a big one. Fear is a big one that keeps people from dating. Mm-hmm. So now knowing that we go, Oh, good. Okay. It's fear. Now it, it yeah. means let's dig deeper. Yes. Yeah. Cause that's the invitation, right? Yeah. Like every time you're fearful of something that, cause, cause fear does great things for us because it keeps us like at one point in our lives, it kept us safe. Right. But when it comes to dating and finding an aligned partner, you don't have to lean into that fear. You need to examine it and move it aside so that you can actually step into what you want and what you desire. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Okay. That's good now. Cause so it's fear is not something we need to run away from. This is good no. to know. It's good. Okay. I love it. Um, can we, can you talk a little bit about your, I mean, the work you do with clients, obviously this would come out if someone wants to contact you, um, to work with you, but your aligned attraction method, can you just give us like a little kind of brief overview on what, what that is? Yeah. So it's actually, it's the process that I take all of my clients through when they work with me, whether in a group setting or one-on-one, and it's a three pillared process. And basically it's the process that I took after my two years of intense healing that I have kind of pieced apart and then put back together in a way that really does get women into the space of being able to attract aligned partners. So the three pillared process, the first step is aligned discovery. So in this step, which usually, usually happens within the first month of us working together, I go through my life alignment assessment and my core relationship audit, which we're really taking a look at your life as a whole, because what we know is that if you want to be in an aligned relationship and you're having friction in your dating life, chances are it's not the only place that it's showing up in your life, right? We see a lot of, or I see a lot of correlation between your bank balance of what's going on in your financial situation and the way that you're showing up to date. Like it's all intertwined because you're not operating from a place of worth, right? So when you're not fully in your worth, everything suffers. You're not in alignment anywhere. So the first month is really getting clear on where you're not in alignment and what are the core wounds and the limiting beliefs that in the stories you're telling yourself that are keeping you there, right? So we dig deep. Like we go back all the way to the beginning of time. We even talk about generational trauma and how it 
made its way into your current reality. So the first kind of pillar of the framework is discovery. You're just discovering you and how you've been operating for however long you've been on the planet. Then we make our way into aligned reinvention. So now that we have this base of exactly what isn't working in regards to your worth and the way you operate, now we get to heal, right? Now we get to go through the modalities to heal the core wounds and heal the limiting beliefs that are keeping you from attracting all that you want to attract in your love life and then in your financial situation and your tribe, all of it. So in aligned reinvention, we start to work through the actual healing modalities. And then we move into my favorite pillar of all three, which is aligned attraction. So now that you're operating out of this new space, you've identified how you operate. You've identified your new stories. You know, your core wounds, you know, how they show up. You're now conscious, right? Now you get to step into conscious dating and conscious relationship which now you can get back on the dating apps. You can rehire your matchmaker. You can show up for video speed dating, right? But you're coming from a place of a new conscious you that is not attracting what you used to attract, right? Because you're coming from a new space. And this is where, this is where my clients step into relationship, right? They ended up, most of them end up finding their aligned partner, um, or they end up, you know, making huge life shifts that bring them into deeper alignment with who they are. So that's kind of a rough, kind of a rough outline of my aligned attraction framework, aligned discovery, aligned reinvention, and then aligned attraction. And that's the way it rolls. That was the whole way that, that, that I stepped into an aligned life. Yeah. I love it. It sounds amazing. And has anyone ever come to you being like, no, I'm a lost cause. Like it's not going to work. Like, has anyone come with this very like negative attitude thinking it was like impossible? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that I've definitely had, and here's the thing with this work, you have to be ready. You have to be ready to do the work. So when that happens, I've absolutely had women come to me. What I usually do is question them and say, you're on this call for a reason. So you, you don't, you actually don't think you're a lost cause because you're here, right? Like you're having a conversation with me. So I coach them and question them around that. But if they're really resistant to the work, I do not bring them on as a client because you have to be open to shifting these things for yourself and showing up for yourself in order to actually attract what you want. So if they're not in the space of ready, being ready to do that work, it's out of integrity. I do not pull them on as a client. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So doing yeah. the work, um, but it's, it's important work. It's an investment in yourself, which I think is the best investment. Invest yes. in yourself. Yes. yes. I love this. I could talk to you forever about this stuff because I find <laughs> it so interesting. Um, but for sake of time, let's wrap up. Is there anything um, you want to leave listeners with as any tips or anything like that? And then as well, where can listeners find you and reach out to you? Yeah. So I think I would, the last thing that I would like to say is if, if any of this resonated with you today, like, and you're ready, like you're really ready to step into aligned partnership. I have offerings right now. My aligned collective, my aligned love collective is currently enrolling. Um, I'm not sure when this podcast is going to go live, but our next round starts March 1st. Okay. And it's a, it's a collective of women that are all working together 
to work through my aligned attraction framework to step into aligned love. Um, but you can find me and I also do one-on-one coaching through my VIP experience. So if this is of interest to you, please visit my website at laurenzoller.com. Find me on Instagram at laurenzoller. You can apply with the link in my bio. There's an application, fill out the application. We'll hop on either me or one of my team members. will have a chat with you and let you know what program would be best suited for you. But that's really all that I'll leave with. Find me on my website, on Instagram. I'm also on Clubhouse now, which is like the new thing at Lauren Zoller. Um, You can find me on Facebook at Lauren Zoller. Anywhere that you put my name in, you'll be able to find me on social channels. Okay, perfect. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to air it soon because this is important. It's love (laughs) month. So it'll be out before your March program starts. So everyone take a look for that. We'll include it in the show notes. Thank you so much, Lauren, for being here. That was amazing. I loved it. Um, So much great information. I was taking notes. I'm like, this is good stuff. Good. Love it. Good. Thank you so much, Kaylee. It was so fun. Thanks. And we will catch you all next time. Thank you. I hope you found value in this episode. And because I'm such a proponent of taking confident action, I want to pose a question to you, the listener. What is one action that you feel inspired to take after listening to today's episode? If you enjoy listening, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Thank you so much, and I will catch you next time.